1: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash audio. Visit IXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: Hello and welcome into the Fog.net podcast. My name is Michael Swain, and I'm the Kansas beat writer for 24-7 Sports. Very excited to have the podcast back up and running. And really looking forward to what we have planned here coming your way in the coming weeks and months with the podcast. You can expect frequent podcasts from myself, from other team experts across the 24-7 Sports Network. We're really going to lean on the power of the 24-7 Sports Network to bring you a really interesting perspective on all things Kansas. Whether it be Kansas basketball, Kansas football, Kansas recruiting in general in both sports. We've got a lot of good people to lean on and get some good perspective. We'll also do solo podcasts, game recaps, things of that nature that you've come to know with the Fog podcast from our past experience doing it. But for today, we will focus on Kansas football and the transfer portal. I think the overall job Kansas has done with the transfer portal is probably one of the most interesting things that has gone on with the program since Lance Leipold took over. KU okay, was really overhauled the roster this offseason to put together a, a depth chart that looks very competitive on paper. I think you look at the direction of the program after year one, a full offseason to get spring football to evaluate players and to bring in new players to help bolster the roster. And the staff certainly did that. And I think if you're going to analyze the job that this coaching staff has done in the transfer portal You have to go back to the end of the season and the about four to six weeks that transpired between the West Virginia game and when enrollment started for the spring semester in late January. You know, the coaching staff really took advantage. They had a head start with a lot of programs preparing for bowl games, looking forward to kind of some of those December, late December bowl games. KU went to work in the transfer portal, and as a result, they're able to pull some high quality players you look at people like Kai Thomas, the Minnesota running back transfer, who is a native of Topeka. You can look at players like Kalon Gervin from Michigan State, Craig Young from Ohio State, Sevion Morrison from Nebraska. Um, up and down, KU was able to bring in some really quality transfers. And I think a part of that is because they were able to hit the ground running and really attack the portal and not have to worry about a bowl game or um, recruiting and finishing off kind of a 2022 class that for KU, they knew was going to be on the smaller side because the portal was going to be such a big thing. I think for a lot of these players, if they had entered the portal in the spring, they would have got a lot more interest because as a whole, there were a lot more spots than quality players to go around in the portal this spring. And I think you've seen that with some of the players that KU's tried to get in on, that it's a lot harder to. And I think that makes the job that KU did with someone like Marvin Grant from Purdue very, very impressive because there's a lot of high-level interest from programs with a bigger brand name than Kansas. But Kansas was able to pull through with Grant in part because of some prior relationships. And prior relationships are a huge part of the transfer portal. Do you know the player? and do the coaches or other players have a relationship with that player to make them feel comfortable? Because this isn't like high school recruiting where you have a year and a half, two years to recruit a player. You've got about a week or two, in some cases three weeks to recruit a player. So for KU, getting someone like Marvin Grant was huge. I think the staff also did a a good job of going to the JUCO route to get someone like Davion Westmoreland from Hutchinson Community College, someone that is rated as a top 50 junior college transfer. Um, Of course, Jalen Dye out of San Diego. Looks like a quality player on tape as well. So you've added to the high-level talent that you got in December. And then now, this spring, you've been able to really fill some needs. Where at safety, all of a sudden, you've got a really strong safety tandem in Marvin Grant and Kenny Logan. You can look at the other de- spots in the defensive backs room. And all of a sudden, Jarrett Paul, a Eastern Michigan transfer, brings you a certain level of versatility. He played cornerback last year, and while he was at Rutgers, played some safety. And he could play either one of those spots at KU this fall and be able to play in and slide in seamlessly. I think you can look at the offensive line room. KU feels pretty good about the starting five, but you've now added someone like DeAndre Duarn, who has experience with this coaching staff. You go to wide receiver, Douglas Amillion from Minnesota. KU needed another body in the wide receiver room that could be ready to play this fall. And even though a million does not have a a wealth of production at the college level during his time at Minnesota, he's someone that if you go to the high school tape and the high school rating and offers, it matches up with someone that can be a productive player at the power five level. So overall, you look at this roster and the talent that has come in is exceeds the talent that left the program. I always think back when you look at and evaluate a roster and the outgoing attrition and the incoming attrition over the course of an offseason and think back to something that Barton Simmons said um, when he used to work for us at the 24-7 Sports Network. He now works as the general manager of Vanderbilt, but he always pointed to a roster and are the players leaving the program better or worse than the players that are coming in? And I think in KU's instance, it's overwhelmingly the case that the players coming in are much better than the players leaving only one of KU's over 20 transfers that left the program is going to a power five school and that's Corey Robinson who's headed back home to go play at Georgia Tech outside of that it's group of five programs FCS programs some go back to junior college some have not found a new home yet so I think overall the transfer portal, and the overall roster makeup that KU's been able to do this offseason has been super positive. Now, we'll see how it translates in the fall with, in terms of wins or being more competitive, but the roster overall seems to be in a much better spot now. So with that, let's dive into this conversation with Clint Brewster, who is a national analyst for us at 24-7 Sports. He does a lot with our transfer portal ratings and rankings so we're going to talk a lot more about kind of some of the individual players the high-end talent that k was able to bring so hope you enjoy this conversation and we'll talk again soon
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All righty. I am joined now by Clint Brewster, a national analyst for 24 seven sports. Clint, how's the uh, start of your week been so far?
3: It's been good. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited to talk about, uh, talk about the transfer portal with you.
2: Definitely. It seems like, you know, KU's did a really good job of recruiting the portal. You can go back to last December. I think they had a, a top 10 class there for a little bit. And then as the, the, the juggernauts of USC, LSU, and Ole Miss kind of took over. Um, they slid back, but um, let's start off here, and give people a better idea maybe of what your role looks like within the, the transfer portal. Obviously, we have a, a top 247 ranking that we released um, a few weeks ago in addition to kind of just the comprehensive ratings that we do. So for you, Clint, kind of what's your role look like for us um, so people can get kind of a better understanding of, of what you do? Yes,
3: yeah, so we try to rank – um, accurately every player in the portal, you know, there's been over 2000 players. Um, you know, we've got over 600 ranked, uh, so far. So there's, there's obviously a ton of players in it. There's a ton of, of film study, um, uh, getting Intel from, from college coaches and from, uh, 24 seven staff, like, like you and, and, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's quite the process, as you as you can imagine. Um, you know, we we try to to rank each player based off a combination of uh, his college production and film um, intel from coaches and staff. Um, you know, maybe his 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 high school ranking in in uh, a lot of situations, and their NFL draft potential. So there's there's kind of a metric that goes into it. Um, You know, if you want to go deeper, you know, a a five star for us is basically a a, a player that's a we we think could be a first round NFL draft pick. Um, A four star is a player that's going to be an NFL draft pick. A Three star is a is a player that's, you know, maybe a borderline NFL draft guy, um, a really good college player. You know, maybe he will be a free agent or a seventh rounder. And then a two star is maybe a a role player, a special teamer,
2: mm. for sure. So I guess let's dive into some of the specific KU players for any KU fans that may have missed it. KU had three players um, that two of which are currently on the roster. One is already on campus and will be on the roster whenever it gets updated. Um, that were listed in that top two four seven. Um, well, let's start at the top with Kai Thomas, the Minnesota running back transfer. He was one that entered the portal after Minnesota's bowl game and things moved pretty quickly. You know, he picked KU over Colorado, some other offers and interests. Um, and he's one that seems like he's going to fit in nicely with the backfield there in Lawrence. You know, you look back last year, 824 rushing yards, averaged about five yards a carry, and then really had the stellar performance and the guaranteed rate bowl against West Virginia was named the bowl game MVP for you, Clint. When you did your research on Kai, um, what was it about him that that stood out and made him kind of that, you know, I think he's ranked, what, number 192 nationally. So top 200. Um, what was it about him that really stood out to you in your research?
3: Yeah, I really liked him. Our rankings team really liked Kai Thomas. He's so much proven production. You'll hear me continue to say that, you know, the one of the biggest things that we look for in our, in our metrics is proven production at the college level. And he had it as a freshman at Minnesota, you know, former four-star from Kansas. Um you know, he, he led Minnesota in rushing attempts with 166 he is uh, he, he led the team in rushing yards uh, with 826. He had six touchdowns. Like you said, he had 144 yards in the bowl game. Um, he rushed for over a hundred yards, five times last season. Um, you know, I, I really like what I see from him as a one cut inside zone runner solid size strength he's he's got lateral quickness and and i really like his cutting ability you know he keeps his pads square um he's he's definitely going to make that team better you know he's the one that really stands out to me when you when you look at the transfer portal class for them he can be a thousand yard rusher you know the, the the bell cow type of of kid he's he's super tough you know, I just I love the the attitude that he runs with, and and um, also you know how he is on in pass protection and on third down.
2: Hmm. And overall, I think you look at the running back room for KU, and you can already see the identity I think for what the team's going to be this fall. When you've got three former four star recruits kind of lining up in the backfield there with obviously Devin Neal, Sevion Morrison, who is another transfer who we'll get to here in a second, and I think with Kai, you look at what KU talked about this spring during some of those media availabilities. They love the one cut and go. They like the vision. Um, a lot of things you hit on there is something that the staff has really, really reinforced um, and the chances that they've gotten to talk to the media. And I want to get your opinion too. Um, Seven Morrison, you know, committed to KU before Kai Thomas did and someone that isn't necessarily as high rating as Kai, but what are maybe some of the differences or even similarities you see between the two and how you feel like those two can mesh in a backfield where KU kind of has the, the saying of a pair and a spare where you have two running backs there to get a lot of touches. And then you've got kind of a third guy that as season goes on, guys get banged up can really fit in. So where do you kind of see the Kim Perry contrast with Kai and someone like Sevion Morrison?
3: I think Sevion Morris can, can add a lot of depth to the running back position. He's another former four star. Like you said, there's three former four, four stars in the, in the backfield for Kansas. Um, uh, he, he played a little bit at Nebraska but he had solid depth he's a bigger back uh, a really good burst I like his fluidity um, a lot of production at the high school level if you want to go back to his his high school film I, I had to I had to kind of go back and look since he, he didn't play a whole lot at Nebraska but um, but very fluid he needs to get better reading. Uh, uh, reading holes and and staying in the running lanes and and he tries to freestyle a bit but he's he's very talented I think he can catch the ball as well but but um you know you can see the trend that uh, uh, that they want you know a little bit bigger back that can that can run inside zone and and uh, I, I think that that Savion Morrison can do that
2: definitely and you mentioned the physicality we'll get to someone on the other side of the ball in the trenches here in a second but. I think the physical aspect of things has been big for KU. You look at, you know, maybe we'll hit on him later, but DeAndre Dwarren, the offensive line transfer from Buffalo, you know, they've really recruited the offensive line this spring and trying to get more guys in there. And you look at someone like Tamita Noah, um, the tight end they got from junior college um, before the semester started, you know, physicality has been a big thing. And I think you look on the defensive side of the ball and what they got in Lonnie Phelps, he's one of those that I think circumstantially, I'm not sure why he didn't get more interest picked KU over an offer from Tulane and that was it in terms of the offers that he reported and he's one that I feel like if he entered the portal in the spring when it seems like those types of players are more hotly coveted he would have had a lot more interest so for you you know him coming in at number 203 nationally what are some things that like caught your attention that for someone that didn't start a bunch of games at Miami Ohio but was still rated really high what kind of caught your attention there?
3: Yeah, see, he, he had a lot of production. You know, he you, like you said, he didn't play uh, a, a ton, you said, but he he had a good role. You know, a lot of teams like a good lo- rotation on the defensive front. Um, but only two players tally more sacks than than Phelps last year. He had in the MAC conference, I mean, um, only two players had more sacks. And and uh, so he, he had nine and a half sacks and 13 and a half tackles for loss. Um, he had good performances against power five schools that they played. Um, he had a 91.3 pass rush grade according to PFF. So that's, that's really strong. And, um, you know, I, I just like how he's, he's kind of versatile when he comes off the edge, he can win outside. He can cross the face of offensive tackles and, and get inside. He sets a hard edge in the, in the run game. You know, I like what he brings to the defensive front, um, uh, like you touched on, you know, he might have been a, a more coveted player uh, if he entered the portal at a different time, um, you know, but but there's a lot to like, you know, when you when you put on the film of Lonnie Phelps and, and uh, especially what he did uh, statistically, I think is is really strong. And, and I, I think that he can be a, an, an impact guy for for Kansas and, and really kind of raises the level of play on the defensive front there.
2: And I'm curious for you, in your experience, looking at some of these guys, you know, the guys that go up a level, go from the the Mac to the power five or from FCS to power five, especially in the trenches, like in general, in your experience, reading into some of this stuff, how has that transition gone? Because I think it's a fair question to have for someone making that step up to going from playing, you know, Kent State, Akron to playing Texas and Oklahoma. Um, In your experience, how have some of those players kind of fared in, in kind of the time you've been doing this?
3: Well, I, I think that you really got to look at how they played against, you know, their non-conference. A lot of these, you, you know, these smaller schools in their non-conference games, um, uh, they, they uh, you got to see how they perform against, against those, uh, against those bigger schools. And I think that Kansas really, really studied, uh, you know, how he played against the two power five programs. And um, I think he recorded two sacks in those, in those games. And, and, uh you know, so, so I think you got to look at that, you know, with these, the, the, the guys at the smaller schools and, and, um, and Phelps definitely um, proved that he could play in those, those big time games against power five teams.
2: Definitely. And I think getting to see him this spring too, at spring practice really stood out. I think physically, he's one of those guys that I think you, if you walk by and, you know, we get to see for about 15, 20 minutes to start and, you walk up and down the sideline, he's one of those guys that kind of just pops out, got kind of the, the wide shoulders with, like, the V-waist and just looks the part. So really interested to see how he fares. Obviously, KU lost Kyron Johnson. Um, he's now with the Philadelphia Eagles. And they needed someone that's a pass rusher, and it certainly seems like they got him. Um, you know, you look at – you mentioned the PFF numbers earlier. Some of those pressure numbers are pretty, pretty eye-popping. I think, like, 25% pressure rate on pass rush snaps, like mm-hmm. – Things like that, if that is able to translate, I think could help out some of those other aspects on defense, especially on the back end. And that kind of leads me into the the third guy that was in the top 247, which is Purdue transfer Marvin Grant um, coming in at uh, number 236, six, six foot two, 210-pound safety from Purdue production. You mentioned that a couple of times. He definitely produced last year um, in terms of the production and what you saw, you know, well, what caught your attention there?
3: Yeah, definitely his size. He's he's six foot two, two ten. You know that's that's elite size uh, at the safety position. Uh, he can affect the run game. He also had three pass breakups and a, a forced fumble. So he kind of he fills up the stat sheet. He he had a great uh, a pr- production. He he stayed on the field um, at, at a power power five program. Um, in the Big Ten, he he played every game for Purdue and had the seventh most snaps of any defensive player uh, uh, last year. He's he's really smart. He is academic all Big Ten. He's he's tough. He can play up close to the line of scrimmage. He can drop back in the in the uh, in the passing game. I, I really like his run integrity though. He's got he's got great toughness. He'll come up and hit you. Um, you know, he's a guy that can can be the leader and and really. You know, set the tone for the defense. Um, you know, every defensive coordinator's got to like a, a kid like that. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that was a, a really good pickup. You know, again, when you when you talk about the the proven production that he's that he's had and the experience, you know, experience veteran, experienced player,
2: definitely. And I think uh, prior relationships seem like a big deal for him too. Obviously, Rich Miller uh, they played high school ball together. And KU has multiple staff members that have recruited out of Martin Luther King High School there in Detroit. And I think you mentioned the toughness there. Brian Borland, the defensive coordinator, has to love that safety room now with, with Grant and Kenny Logan there. You know, Kenny Logan being obviously the leader of the team to some degree on defense last year. Now you've got a lot more physical players there. Um, and KU overall really did focus on the defensive side of the ball. So I'll leave it open to you now. You know, were there any other guys that caught your attention you know looking at what KU is able to do in the portal and anyone that you're thinking I really like what this guy can do whether it be this season or just kind of with their remaining eligibility
3: yeah definitely um Craig Young the Ohio State transfer I I think uh, is one that you have to talk about he's six foot three 225 pounds he can play that that kind of bullet position it's a, a hybrid linebacker safety spot um you know, he he uh, he was expected to play a big role for Ohio State. Um, you know, last year he had two pass breakups, I believe 15 tackles and an interception return for a touchdown. So he's he's got some talent. Um, I think he ultimately got beat out. So he wanted to leave, but he's got three years of eligibility left still. And, and um, you know, I, I, he, he was a really good player coming out of high school. Um, so he he's one that I'm excited to see for Kansas. I think that, that uh, he's kind of an underrated addition and and, uh, he could do big things for them. Um, Another guy I think you have to talk about is, is a uh, the cornerback Kalon Gervin. Um, He has a ton of experience. He, 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 uh, he played in 22 games for Michigan state. He's a savvy veteran cornerback with instincts. He can tackle um, he, he's got an opportunity to kind of get his career back on track. Um, I, I believe he was flipped from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, uh, he, he's a, I think that he can be a really good player. I, I believe he's also from the the Detroit area, but, um, you know, I got to give a good shout out to, to Rob anello the general manager at, at, at Kansas. He was kind of the mastermind behind the, the, the portal, um, with them. And I I think that he really understands how to attack the, the, the transfer portal. And, and, um, you know, he knows how important it is. Um, He's outstanding when it comes to roster management and, and talent acquisition. Um, He's been at big places like Alabama, Wisconsin, Notre Dame. Uh, He's extremely sharp. And and, um, I I think that he deserves a lot of credit for the, uh, the transfer portal class for sure.
2: Definitely. And I think, you know, you look at overall what KU's been able to do, it really does hit the the fast forward button on, I think, what you could be seeing from KU this fall. And even with someone, you know, Craig Young, I think for me, if I had to pick one transfer, they're like, who am I the most excited to see this fall? It's Craig Young. Um, I'll never forget, you know, we were talking to Borland, the defensive coordinator um, in spring, and asked him about Craig Young, and he got jittery, like he had to stop himself and start kind of answering the question over again. And I think that you can kind of sense that excitement. Um, around KU and not even with the portal guys. I think just in general with this team, you know, we'll see where the wins come from, but in terms of competitive product, it seems like it's certainly headed in the right direction and a huge credit to them for the job they did in the transfer portal. And we're to see how it, how it goes from here on out and how the staff uses it. But thanks a bunch, Clint, for coming on. And for folks that want to follow his work, uh, Clint, where can they find you?
3: Uh, it's Clint Brew 247 on, on Twitter. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been great. Thanks for having me on.
2: Definitely. Thanks a bunch. Okay.
0: Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old, whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper, the better